You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello, former NBA head coach Mike Fratello with the Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies, now one of the best color analysts and has been for decades in our business. Phelps, Jeff Phelps, Cleveland-based broadcaster, I had the pleasure of working with Mike for years. I have always wondered this, Mike, it's it's an 82-game season, you know, so it's it's not like, all right, if, if it goes south real early, we're done. But that said... How do coaches approach the beginning of a season? Are, are you looking, all right, let's let's come out firing. We got to win every game. Of course, you're trying to win every game. But is this essential or is it more critical to look through guys to see what I have? Should I pound the starters early minutes and get as many wins as possible? Is there a specific approach, period? Or is there a specific approach per team? How, how did you approach that? I believe it comes down to what your team is, who they are, what they're about, and where do you expect to be at the end of the season? If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, we use them as an example. You're not thinking about, well, let's experiment and see which guys, you know, we did. No, they want the best record in the NBA. They want to have home court advantage all the way through, just like Golden State. And they're going to play that way from game one. They may increase the minutes on guys as they go along, as guys get in better shape. Uh, however, they're not going to be too anxious to split the first 40 games of the season. They would like to have a sizable lead above the 500 mark and go from there. Other teams, let's say, take the Rockets, for example, the Houston Rockets. They have an accumulation of young players. Sure that do. They yeah. kind of search through every night to figure out, is this guy a keeper? Is this guy good enough that we want him in our plans over the next five years, six years? So you may start him for four, five, six games, but then if he leaves doubt, you move to that next guy and say, let's try this guy in the lineup. So you may have a more willingness from the front office, and that may be the understanding going into the season. As you sit down, general manager, president, um, head coaches, assistant coach, Here's what we expect out of the season. Coach, tell me what you expect out of the season. Here's what we expect. Here's what we'll, look, we're going to be patient. We understand we've got, you know, eight guys that are 21 years or younger on the roster. So as a result of that, we want to see them grow. We want to see them develop. We want to see them, are they NBA-type players? Uh, are they starters in the NBA? Because you can package the ones up that you give up on or feel you made a mistake in drafting them and get him out of there sooner than later. Mm. Because if opponents see him less frequently than more frequently, they may not be able to figure out what their deficiencies are 
and you may be able to put them in a package and get a pick back or get another guy back uh, that could be a better player for you. So it really is all relative to what your team is trying to accomplish. I think Houston every night goes out, wants them to play hard. They're sifting through people to see who, who can be starters, who can be subs coming off the bench. And they're not the only ones. Okay, there are a number of the teams. Oklahoma City is one. Orlando's another one. Uh, Houston one, certainly that. And Detroit, uh, we should mention, one that has a yeah. lot of young guys yeah. trying to figure out what can they do and are these keepers for us. I'm guessing you're talking from experience there because I think to your Atlanta days, well, you had Dominic Wilkins. It's it's real clear you guys were going out to win as many games as you could. You had the star player and you were going. And then I look at some of your Cleveland teams and I'll always remember the year that you had Sean Kemp and four rookies. And, you know, you had to find those rookies. And you mentioned one of them earlier, Cedric Henderson. Well, Derek Anderson as well and Brevin Knight and Zatrunas Ilgaskis. And you, you had the young guys coming in and trying to, you know, figure out who fit where. What was more, what was more fun, Mike, for you? And what was tougher for you? What was it knowing, hey, we've got the guy, let's go. Or was it, let's see what we have. Well, let's go back to Atlanta first. Uh, that was a total, total rebuild situation in Atlanta with the exception of Dominique Wilkins, and Tree Rollins, Scotty Hastings. Because we had gotten to the point uh, after my first year when we sat down and did our evaluation, uh, I said, look, we're slow, we're old but we're good enough to win enough games just to get in the playoffs. That's who we are. But then we get knocked out in the first round. So let's think about we've got this jewel in Dominique. Let's see what we can get for some of these pieces. Mm. Let's try and rebuild this thing. And that's what you were talking about just a minute ago. Maybe you don't expose some of those guys and you try and pick up a piece or two to help along the way. So you did that. Right. So what we did is we traded away who was our best player at that time and our only all-star at that time, and that was Danny Roundfield. And for Roundfield, we got back Antoine Carr, Cliff Levingston, hmm. and a pick that turned into John Battle. So we got back three pieces for the next year's team when we went young. And then with draft picks that we had, we took Doc Rivers and Randy Whitman, who were our starting backcourt for the next six years uh, you know so that's kind of like how we put it together and then that the group that we put together those youngsters with tree rollins as our captain with dominique as our superstar player went on to win 50 57 52 54 straight years when i got to cleveland i was inheriting a team that we thought had a shot at winning the world championship there's some good players on that Walker, team. you know yeah. michael jordan the buzzer shot all that type of thing going on they were that close to moving on. However, no one ever counted on the injuries. In that first year that I was there, Terrell Brandon basically missed the entire season because of a severe case of mononucleosis. And he didn't come back to well after the halfway point and just was not Terrell Brandon. He, he just had lost too much time. He was too weak. He had lost too much weight. Meanwhile, Brad Darty injures his back and retires with the two discs that exploded in his back. Larry Nance has two knee surgeries. He retires at the end of the season. So we have no Darty. We have no Nance as we go down the stretch. And in the practice right before the first playoff game, and we were 
very fortunate we were playing those Chicago Bulls who had a guy named Michael Jordan on. How lucky were we? Without <laughs> those two guys, Nance and Doherty, Hot Rod Williams breaks his thumb in practice the first day. I remember that. So we go in with no Doherty, no Nance, no Hot Rod. The next year we come back, Mark Price, Mark Price breaks his wrist, and Gerald Wilkins tears his Achilles tendon in the exhibition game. There's the five guys that were the nucleus of that great Cavaliers team. Two of them have retired, and the beginning of the next season, the other two are gone. So there comes what I call the team two for me in uh, Cleveland, which was we went out and signed guys, you remember, like Tony Campbell, yeah. Michael Cage. Danny Ferry became a major piece of that next group that was in there for two years. And then came the third team for two years, which was the rookies, Brevin Knight, Anderson, Cedric Henderson, Zadrunas Elgowskis, and we signed the free agent, Sean Kemp. So I kind of coached three different teams or three yeah. different stages of Cavalier basketball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was a it's interesting to hear the approach to the start of the season. I, I I like that, and obviously the Cavs right now with their injuries are having to kind of go through that. All right, let's see what we have mode. While that's been going on, they've still been winning. You know, the eight game winning streak was terrific. Snap the four game losing streak, you hope, and you keep things moving, going in the right direction. But other teams have warmed up a little bit, and I, I would say it's interesting to me because. Early on, Boston on top, at least as we're as we're talking right now, three losses, two of them to the Cavaliers. But as you touched on earlier, Mike, the Celtics look like they're good to go. Milwaukee's up top there as well. Those two teams look like they're kind of on their path already. And maybe Mike gonna stay there, at least up in the the topper part, top part, upper part of the Eastern Conference feels that way, at least for most of this season. Well, what's scary to me is uh, as good as Milwaukee is right now, they're only going to get better. Yeah. They add the pieces back uh, that have been missing for them. You know, when Middleton comes back and plays and Connaughton uh, comes back and plays, Green, who they picked up, has been out for them. Uh, Drew Holiday is out right now for them. They've got five pieces that are really good players that when they come back, I mean, this team's not doing too bad right now, uh, led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's whatever he is, third, second, third in the league in scoring and rebounding almost 12 rebounds per game. But their defense has been outstanding. You add those pieces back again to Milwaukee, and I don't see them doing anything but getting better when they get those pieces back, which is a little bit scary. Hmm. But talk about some of the teams that are surprising right now. How about Portland? Okay, with yeah. a, I think a 10-4 and four right now. And they have been simply sensational under Chauncey Billups after the horrendous year. There are people in the front office, along with Chauncey, I'm sure, made a decision. Let's get rid of a lot of these guys. Let's keep one guy, right? Dame Lillard. Keep him because he's been the face of our franchise for years now. 
So they keep Lillard. They go out and do the deals that they can do. They give the young guys that they had on the roster a chance to play. And all of a sudden, they have developed into a very cohesive, good unit. And then Utah, when they give away you know, Rudy Gobert, then Donovan Mitchell Donovan. was on. And then there was like some Mike Conley was going to be the next one that Mike, that goes English isn't there anymore for them. He, by the way, is a piece of Milwaukee that is out and not playing. And he's going to come back for that Milwaukee team. Now, all of a sudden, people are going to, ah, Utah is going to be terrible. Utah is very good. Yeah. Utah has a great blend of veteran guys, the Mike Connellys, the Rudy Gays, who are doing a terrific job for them. And then these young guys that they're using who have come in and, and you know, a, a guy coming off the bench um, that can get you 25 or 30 points on a given night, uh, that's a plus anyway. Then you put him into the starting lineup, and I'm forgetting his name right now. Jordan Clarkson. I'm sorry? Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah, Clarkson. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so Clarkson is in the starting lineup for them and been around the league for a few years. Utah's a tough out when you go up against them. So we We've seen some teams jump out early. We've seen other teams come on late. And the guys who got out real early, some of them falling back to the pack. Well, maybe the next podcast we do, we'll see you not in a hotel room out somewhere covering the NBA. Or maybe we will, because you're going to be in hotel rooms a lot all basketball season long. So uh, hang in there, buddy. You know, Jeff, maybe if you just thought about it a little bit and you were being kind to your partner, you could share some of your hotel points and I could get upgraded to like a nicer room. What do you think? Uh, you, you don't want to stay in the places I'm going to be able to afford, Mike. <laughs> Whatever you say. Got your hotel points right there. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you next time. Thank you. All right. It's Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps.